the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Trim. 
Everybody, this is the Tom Sumner program. My guest this hour has been called um, America's favorite rapping teacher. His name is Dwayne Reed. He has a new book out for, uh, let's see, targeted at uh, eight to twelve-year-old readers, called Simon B. Ryman. And we're going to talk about rapping and Simon and Ryman and all kinds of fun stuff with Dwayne Reed, who joins me by phone. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. It's going to be a blast. I already know it. <laughs> oh, you can tell already, huh? Oh, I can tell. You're giving off that, yeah, blast energy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. The The book, uh, Simon B. Ryman, I, I love the title, by the way. It's just so much fun. Um 11-year-old Simon Barnes dreams of becoming a world-famous rapper that everyone calls Notorious D.O.G. <laughs> but for now, he's just a Chicago fifth grader who's small for his age and afraid to use his voice. Is that common for, for kids that you teach and you work with kids? Um, are, are 11-year-olds just a little afraid of expressing themselves? Oh, of course. Uh, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 16-year-olds. Um, I think... 64-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. I think at, at points in our life, um, we're all a little afraid to sometimes do what we know that we were made to do. Um, and I, I think for Simon, expressing himself via rap or just even using his voice and talking aloud to, to others... It's hard for him to do because there are so many factors that prevent him from doing it. You know, he's small. He's short for his age. He has a large head, and he feels like people are always looking at that instead of listening to the words that he's saying. Um, you know, he he wants to be this rapper, but he recognizes that, no, nah, I can't be Notorious D.O.G. I'm a really small little underdog. Um, so I think it's common that I see that with my my scholars, you know, kids at this age. But what I'd like to be more common is people like the teacher in the story, Mr. James, coming to those 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 64-year-olds and saying, <laughs> nah, I, I see something here. You might not see it just yet, but here's what I'm seeing. Here's a mirror. You know, here's it from my vantage point. And I think as we began to receive that affirmation, the more we receive it, um, the more confident we'll become. And we see Simon become more confident um, as the book plays on. Dwayne, you had a, um, let's see if, I, if I've if i got this right, uh, a, um, a hit song, Welcome to the Fourth Grade, that uh, in 2016 went went the video for it went viral on youtube with nearly uh two million times it was viewed how did your rapping turn into a book about an 11 year old rapping 
<laughs> That's a great question. So, yeah, welcome to the fourth grade. Uh, went viral back in 2016, and that was a blast. Um, you know, I wanted to skip the typical welcome back email to my scholars, and I, I wanted to engage them through a fun and innovative rap. So, you know, I broke out online. Hello, I'm your teacher. My name's Mr. Reed, and it's very nice to meet you. I'm from Chicago. I love eating pizza, and I dress to impress, but I still rock sneakers. Like, I wanted to let them know all the craziness that they were about to get themselves into. Um, and I, I was definitely surprised by the national response. But as my mom always says, boy, if you're going to do it, you got to do it big. You got to go hard. So I kind of knew that one was going was gonna to do some numbers. And I think the, the, the main reason I wanted to bring rap into the classroom and then ultimately into the book is because I've always had rap with me. I've always used rap. Similar to Simon, when I was a short, big-headed kid who was afraid to use his voice, I would rap in my head, and things would make sense in my head, and I would write them down on paper, and that's what kept me going. <laughs> I remember thinking, man, one day people are going to see me. And I don't just mean physically see me. I mean see me holistically, everything that I have to bring to this world. And my way of communicating that was going to be the rap music. So that's Simon's way of communicating almost his, 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 his purpose. Not that his purpose is rap, but he uses rap as a vehicle to communicate what his purpose is. So being able to use that um, with my scholars as a teacher, being able to use that in my writing was huge because I want to connect with my readers and I want to connect with my listeners. And, and I can pretty much tell, Tom, when I was rapping, I don't even have to see you. Uh, I know that you were bobbing your head and you were connecting to me rapping because music is transcendent. So, of course, I'm going to use what I've been using for my whole life, which I know is transcendent and touches everyone, to connect with readers um, in a book. I had a bartender in... Uh... Dayton or Cincinnati, I can't remember which, one time caught me uh, bobbing my head to some Motown music on the jukebox, and he looked at me and said, Michigan, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but you refer to students and, and young people that you come in contact with as scholars. How come? So my mom did a really good job of affirming me and building me up when I like Simon felt like I was too small um I was short <laughs> when I like Simon felt like I had a big head and everybody's just looking at my head and they're not getting what I'm trying to say they're just making fun of me in their mind when I like Simon felt like I can't really use my voice like I, I just can't I, I don't have one I can't stick up for myself I would always come home and you know as a kid I wouldn't tell my mom hey mom I'm being bullied but you know, as a parent, she picked up on it, and she would always affirm me, babe, you are so beautiful. You're my handsome little Mookie. <laughs> That's my nickname. Um, you are smart. You're intelligent. You're going to be something. And I think the more we hear about who we are and what we can be, the more we begin to believe that. Unfortunately, I've come across a number of scholars who we're told that, man, you ugly, or you ain't never going to be nothing, or you dumb, or you stupid, or, you know, they've heard these terrible things said about them, you know, many times, and they begin to believe that, and they begin to act in that way. They begin to act in a way that's ugly. They begin to act in a way that doesn't show off the intelligence that they actually do have. But 
if they're told, no, you're scholarly, you are educated, your pursuit of knowledge is commendable, and they're told on that on a consistent basis, they begin to absorb that and believe that in the same way that I believe, no, nah, I'm handsome, because my mama said I hand- I'm handsome. It's just like I tell my kids, they'll, they'll joke now, Mr. Reed, you ugly as such and such and such, you know, trying to <laughs> pick on me type thing every now and again. And I'll be like, okay, but my mama loved me and my wife think I'm cute, so what? And I think being able to tell that story to kids, no, you are a scholar. I'm going to build them up every single chance that I get because I know that the world, a lot of people in the world are looking to tear them down. Not me, not their teacher, Mr. Reed. I'm going to build you up. You are a scholar. And you can't diss Mookie. <laughs> and you can't diss Mookie. I'm going to have something to say about it. More with America's favorite rapping teacher and author of a new book called Simon B. Ryman, Dwayne Reed. Straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. 
Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with America's favorite rapping teacher and author of a new book called Simon B. Ryman, Dwayne Reed straight ahead. But I want to stay on this scholar thing for, for a minute, Duane, because I, I think it's um I, I think it's a great way of um sort of setting kids up by example or by by using that phrase that attaining knowledge earns respect. Yeah, I think I think people should be respected, period, from jump, regardless of what people, other people, you know, can do, have the ability to do, or don't. Um, so, and I agree with I you, Dwayne, but I think a lot of kids, um, and, and you know, maybe some of us big kids, too, um, don't believe that they're respectable. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Man, I, I, I want to make learning cool. That's that's what I was I've getting always, at. Inside their heads, when you call them scholar, it's another way of saying learning is cool. Knowing stuff will yeah. make you cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think society and the world has promoted this message that, man, ignorance is bliss and ignorance is cool. And I'm trying to shut all that down. No, it's not. If you have the ability to be in the know, learn. Go gather that information. It is cool, you know. I think it's cool that I can be a black man in front of those scholars and showing them, oh, you educated? Oh, you went to school, got your degree? Oh, you out here making money, you know, being a teacher? You in a profession taking care of your wife and your, you know, soon-to-be child? I think them being able to see that and hear that coming from me as someone I think they respect, I hope they respect, I hope they love, I think that does wonders Man, on, on a psychological level. Like, oh, there's someone that is pushing for me. There's someone that has my best interest in heart and that would do anything for me. And this is what they think about me. Maybe I should start thinking this about myself as well. So, again, that's where that, that scholar name comes from. You are not just a student. In, in, the, in the story, Simon B. Ryman, Mr. James, their teacher, starts off the school year by saying, 
Y'all are more than a student. You're a scholar. And he has them repeated as sort of a mantra. I'm more than a student. I'm a scholar. Hey. And, and he's connecting with them because he's teaching to these black kids who live on the west side of Chicago. So he makes it into a rap. He says, I'm more than a student. I'm a scholar. Hey. I'm more than a student. I'm a scholar. Hey. And via the vehicle of rap, they begin to internalize this and say, okay, I'm more than a student. I'm a scholar. Hey. And I think that music can help connect that can can help connect pieces that just regular spoken words sometimes cannot. And if I want to connect the piece that you are scholarly, that it's cool to be educated, it's cool to get your degree, it's cool to work hard, you know, whether or not you choose to go to college or not, it's cool to, to do well in school while you're in school. I want to communicate that. So again, that's where scholar comes from. That's who you are and that's who you can be. And by the way, that soon-to-be reference didn't get by me, Dwayne. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We got a little, uh, little, little big-headed boy of our own on his way. <laughs> well, Chicago, are you still in Chicago? I am. So I live on the west side of Chicago. I live in. So in, in the story, it's called Creighton Park. I live in a neighborhood that's very similar to to Creighton Park. Um, and I'm, I'm loving every second of it. And, you know, I love being here amongst the people. I love being able to be in the thick of it. Um, and the same about being a teacher. I love being able to hear from my, my scholars, hear from my kids every day and their families and learn from them. You know, that's my approach, education. My approach isn't top down. It isn't, okay, I went to school. I got my degree. I'm the teacher. You know, what is it said in that movie, Miranda? Um, is it Matilda? Excuse me. Um, she says, you know, sit down and shut up. That's not my, mm -mm, not at all. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and I'm going to learn some things from y'all as well. I tell my scholars all the time, look, if I could get rid of that four years of college education and trade it for the way that y'all have been educating me this year, I would in a heartbeat. Um, so, yeah, man, I love being able to be amongst the people, learn and grow and thrive. Now, it's it's a great addition um, to an educational approach to sort of reach kids through language that they understand and to get them involved. Um, but are you concerned at all that that you may oversimplify the importance of other kinds of, of communication and, and conversation and the use of, of uh, vocabulary? No, not at all. Um, so as I'm writing specifically about black kids and using a lot of from their stories, we know how to what's known as code switch. We know how to speak the way we quote unquote need to speak when we need to speak it. Um, so I think being able to tell, <clears throat> excuse me, I think being able to tell our stories in our way, you know, with the slang, using African American vernacular English, you know, quote unquote ebonics, being able to use that and positively display that and show, oh, this can work. This can work in literature and this can be fun because at the end of the day, if that's them being themselves, they need to be themselves. That's me being myself. When I'm in class with my scholars, it's not, all right, uh, class, we're going to go over this uh, pedagogical, uh, pedagogical uh, uh, information, and we're going to use this. No, no, no. Y'all, this is what we're going to learn today. 
and here's how this connects to y'all on a day-to-day level. And this is what this means. Oh, you didn't cop that? Let me come back at it again. And my kids get that. They get that. So I think I need to, and what I, what I like here about even the writing in Simon B. Ryman is I want to communicate that it's okay to talk like this. It's okay because what I'm communicating is that it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. But also, I'm also making them mindful of the fact that sometimes you got to get hip to everything else that's going on around you. You got to get hip to, okay, if this is a spelling test, not that I get spelling tests, but if this is a spelling <laughs> test, you got to put a G on the end of that word. You got to put a G on the end of rapping so that it can be correct. So I think we can play both sides. And, you know, people of color, BIPOC has been playing both sides since forever. And, or should I say, since forever. And we're going to keep doing that. And I really want to highlight the opportunity to do that here. And yet you call the book Simon B. Ryman with a, an apostrophe instead of the G. Exactly, because that's our truth. That's our story. And it's Simon B. Rhyming. No, it's Simon B. Rhyming. And I'm not going to tone it down or polish it up. This is the story that I want to tell. You feel me? And I think that rings true. I tell people all the time, man, how do you, people tell me, ask me all the time, how do you connect so well with your scholars? And I tell them the same thing. It's about authenticity. You have to be yourself. I don't care if you're the whitest white person from wherever. You have to be yourself, and your kids are going to be drawn to that because you're being a real human being. So, of course, in writing Simon B. Ryman, I had to be true to myself because this is what I truly am. Simon B. Ryman, Simon B. Rapping, Simon B. Flowing. Not Simon B. Rhyming, Simon B. Rapping. That ain't true to me. I can't put out nothing except the truth. How much of Simon is uh, Dwayne or, or Mookie? <laughs> See, I'm Great not gonna question. let I'm not, I'm not uh, gonna let go of that Mookie, man. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. Thank you. So, <laughs> Simon is a lot of Dwayne, a lot of Mookie, um, the Mook monster, as my mama would say. Um, <laughs> but Simon is also a lot of what you know Dwayne wished that he could have been. Um, you know, if I could go back, if I could go back and speak to myself, that's that's what the Simon D. Ryman story would do. It would speak to me and say, hey, I know you're small. I know you're big headed. I know you don't feel like you got a lot going for you. I know you, you know, you, you, you have dreams, but you don't know if you'll be able to reach them or if they'll be actualized. But you can. You, you don't have to be big to make a change. You don't have to be an adult to make a change. You don't have to be a politician. You don't have to have this loud bark. It can be sometimes a, a quiet, you know, whimper or a quiet roof, and you can still communicate the things that you want to communicate, Simon. Um, so definitely, Simon is a little bit of me, but he's also he also has the confidence that I he, he begins to develop the confidence that I didn't develop until now, and that's what I want readers to take away. I want them to take away, oh man, if Simon can do it, so can I. And maybe not just with rapping, but what is my superpower? Is it is it art? Is it sports? Is it being kind and generous and compassionate and doing action, you know, that help other people? Is that my superpower? So I want them to walk away thinking, okay, this kid started off a little rough, but we got to a place where he's living in his purpose. And, and, and you know, that's important for me to communicate. So Simon is a little bit of me, but he's, he's more himself. What has response to the book been like? When When did or does it drop as they say 
<laughs> there you go, using that good terminology. So the, the book dropped on Tuesday, um, on March 2nd, and I was really excited for that um, release because it starts, you know, Read Across America Week, and the response has been overwhelmingly amazing. I've gotten so many pictures of, of kids and their parents sending in, I got my copy of Simon B. Ryman. I've got people sending me in raps of them rapping some of Simon, you know, we'll call it Simon Says. Um, I, I've got people, um, I, I went to Target the other day to see if my book was in stores, and I signed one of the copies that was left. So, you know, shout out to everybody else who bought a copy. I signed, there was one copy left. I signed it, and somebody the next day found that copy, sent a picture, and said, look what we found. And when I tell you, that was so amazing, Tom. Oh, yeah. And just, What a cool thing. Just to know that. Yeah, that you're touching somebody in a real tangible way. I, man, this, it, this is like a baby before my baby. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> um, how long did it take to get the, the, the book written and then published and out? Yeah, so about seven, eight, nine months um, to get it written and then the back and forth. And then how long have I been waiting for Simon to drop? Man, closer to two years. I remember I had just started really? dating who's my now wife. And yeah, my, my now wife, and we had just started dating. And that's actually the reason for um, the title, Simon B. Ryman. My wife, her name is uh, Simone. So um, ah. I just dropped the E from Simone. And so, yeah, when we when we started dating, so it's been a while, but... Man, it's 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 almost like waiting for a pregnancy to reach its completion. It's you're you're excited and you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. And then you have those days and those weeks where it's like, wow, this is taking a really long time. But <laughs> when that baby gets here, it's like I'm maybe you know if you're a parent and that baby gets here, it's like, oh, it was all worth it, right, Tom? Of course. Yeah, I I I have uh, two daughters and and now uh, three three granddaughters. Wow, congratulations. So you know what it's like, the weight. Oh, yeah, definitely know about the weight. Um, but that that begs the question, have you got the bug now, Dwayne? Are, are there going to be uh, uh, follow-ups <laughs> to Simon B. Ryman? Is, is, I, I always wonder if if an author gets to the end of a book and then says, mm. but wait, there's more. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so, you know, I can even speak to that from a musical sense. There's times where I write a song, and I finish the song, and then I can't listen to that song that much uh, after I've released it, because I'm like, no, I should have did this. No, I should have wrapped it like this. I should have tweaked this just a little bit. But, you know, as an author, as a writer, as a rapper, you have to get to a point where it's like, no, I put my heart and my everything into this product, into this piece, into this project. Because, you know, you, you never know. Tomorrow's not promised. So whatever I leave, I want it to have been the best version of me. Um, so definitely if Simon 1 was the only one, um, I, I would have been satisfied with that. But Simon B. Ryman is not the only one. There's definitely more in the series to come. And then I'm, I'm interested in, in also doing 
um, picture books as well. I really want to dive into that that market as well. Um, so yeah, there's way more to come, and as long as you know my publisher keeps publishing, they're gonna keep getting some fire books. <laughs> hey, and and speaking of of picture books, how how did you end up with uh, Lincoln Purse on the uh, on the dust cover? Yeah, so Lincoln is amazing. Um, I'm glad that he took the time to uh, read Simon B. Ryman and give a great review. Um, he said that it was upbeat and it was heartfelt. Uh, so my team did a great job of reaching out to him um, at Little Brown Young Readers. They did a great job um, of reaching out to him and giving him a copy. And, you know, he read through it. Um, also, um, Liza Shirtless. Uh, the writer of Rump and other fairy tales, she she got a copy of it. She read, she gave a review. So I just want to give a shout out to my team for getting Simon B. Ryman in front of them so that they could put their eyes on the magic of the notorious D.O.G. and then tell the world <laughs> what they felt about it. <laughs> the notorious D.O.G. Um, is is there a, a reason why he picks D.O.G.? Uh, I mean, obviously it spells dog, but uh, is Simon a dog lover? <laughs> uh, as of yet, Simon is not necessarily a dog lover, um, though he might actually love dogs. We don't know about that yet. But um, Notorious D.O.G. was something he tried on because, um, you know, he's heard of the Notorious B.I.G. in passing, different songs, and you know, he's really popular. Um, just like me, when I was a kid... I remember watching a movie called Hardball, which was a baseball movie set in Chicago. And, you know, Keanu Reeves, who was the main actor, he has this line that he repeats from a, a notorious B.I.G. song. He says, I love it when you call me Big Papa. And I caught on to that and I said, oh, what's this? As a child watching Hardball, and I started to get, get into notorious B.I.G. a little bit. And that's kind of how Simon comes across it. Oh, this sounds big. He's used to being the small dog, but he wants to be the notorious D.O.G. So that's why he adopts that name, and he's trying to get people to, to call him that and, you know, respect his respect his gangster. <laughs> gotcha. Um, have you had a chance yet to um, get out and... and... I don't know. Book signings have kind of gone by the wayside, uh, at least while we're dealing with uh, COVID-19. Um, but have you had a chance to interact with some people that have, have read the book, especially uh, kids? Yeah, so um, you're right. The book signing thing has been like, eh, not so much right now with COVID. Um, however, um, I did get um, an opportunity to sign up to, I think, 600 books right now. Um, sign my name is 600 books on nameplates. Um, you know, I sanitized everything before I wrote and wore masks as I was writing just to ensure the safety of everyone who would even get a book. Um, and, you know, I've had some opportunities to speak to some kids this week um, via virtual, uh, you know, via screen. And just the response has been amazing to be able to sit in front of them and say, hey, Here's this book. Here's what it's about. You should go read it. You know what? I'll read a little for you. Do y'all like it? Uh, I was speaking to one group the other day, and some of the kids would come off chat, and I heard someone, I don't know if they intentionally meant to come off the, uh, the, the mute button and say this, but they said, man, this book is good. I want to become an author right now. 
That's, and it just blew my mind. Yeah, that's high praise. Indeed, indeed. So, so I try my best to interact with, you know, the readers as best I can. If they send in pictures, I try to repost them. I definitely try to re- respond and reply to as many people as I can because I think that's what makes education fun. I, I think that's what makes books fun. Like, you get to interact and step into the reader's world. So I want to do everything I can to make that experience special. So if it's, you know, saying hi to you, if it's shooting you a five-second hello and thanks for reading my book message, or if it's actually writing you a note, like I said about that, you know, young person who found my my book in Target, that's something that I'm going to go above and beyond to do because that's what my mom, you know, raised me to do, make it special. That's great, Dwayne. Have you had to... um teach remotely uh, over this past year? I have. I've been teaching remotely. Um, I've been seeing my scholars uh, through little boxes and screens throughout the year, and it's been tough. So I want to give a shout-out to teachers right now and a big thank you to all the teachers out there. I know what it's like. Um, You know, shout-out to y'all for persisting and and fighting through this. Um, But it's not impossible to connect with your scholars, man. If you really after their heart, if you're really after making them feel like they do belong in this world, which they do, um, you'll find a way to do it. So shout out to the teachers who have been doing that and shout out to the kids who've been making it through and they're, you know, they're, they're adults. Well, we got to wrap it up here, Dwayne. I feel like we could, we could talk for a couple hours about, uh, about not only the, the book, but, but education. And I bet you're anxious to get back in the classroom as a lot of kids are um but let let me do this because i always give uh guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you your music your writing you know all all of your work past present and future do you have a website Dwayne? i do have a website it's uh tm read tm is in mark reed uh, dot com, and then people can also check me out online uh, on my socials at Teach Mister Reed, and then email me, and then please make sure y'all grab a copy of Simon D. Ryman from all online retailers, indie bookstores, anywhere books are sold. Get that copy today. All right. Well, Dwayne, thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, and uh, you know, good luck with uh, everything that you're doing, and good luck with the baby, and tell your uh, Mom, that Mookie's new friend said hi. <laughs> I will do. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. That was Dwayne Reed, the author of uh, a new book called Simon B. Ryman. And uh, it's, um, let's see if I got this right. Uh, he's America's favorite rapping teacher. Anyway, we're going to uh, take a break. There will be more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hey, on behalf Team of Detroit, on the hey, we want to present these buffs to our governor, hey. Big Grits. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Grits. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Grits. Woo. You can find her in the press under Big Grits. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Grits. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Grits. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Grits. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Grits. Look her up. 
fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretchen. Come on. Big Gretchen, this bitch playing no roles. At Excuse all. all the cussing, that's just how I get my flow on. For real? If you want to leave the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Gretchen said stay home. All that protesting was irrelevant. irrelevant. Big Gretchen ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. How we gonna take orders from a non-resident? Talking about it safe, but he ain't coming with the evidence. Got him shook now. When it's all over, you invited to the cookout. When it's all over, you deserve to get took out. Big Gretch with the bucks on on the lookout. Uh. And she doing it for Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening. She on that pair of bucks with the ice and them glistening. On behalf of the whole Detroit mission. Throw them bucks on her face, cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the bust on her face. Cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Big Gretch. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places. So be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel and get back to school and work. That means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Bye from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You know, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint Flint. 
Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. The uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Sometimes 
light of etched ocean. Let it shine on to the birds of day. I grew up thinking I had it made. I could make it on my own. Light will take the strongest man. Make him feel like he's stuck in this world alone. Sometimes I feel, feel a cold wind blowing through my aching bones. I think back to what my daddy said. Oh, in the darkness before the dawn, daddy said the sun shines. Oh, it's better than sunshine. Better than moonshine. Damn sure better than the rain. Talking about sunshine, better than sunshine, better than moonshine, damn sure better than the rain. No people don't mind. We all feel this way sometimes. You got to let your soul shine, let it shine on till the break of day. Talking about sunshine, better than sunshine.
Hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. Thanks for uh, riding along with us. I want to say thanks to all of the guests. America's favorite rapping teacher, Dwayne Reed, this past hour talking about his book, Simon B. Ryman, and how he approaches teaching with his uh, young scholars. Um, Dwayne's a lot of fun. It was great having him on. And uh, also a lot of fun, considering it was such a uh, serious topic, was uh, award-winning author Susan May, who's known by a couple of different names, depending on what she's writing. Uh, Susan Carlyle, if she's writing romance novels for Hallmark. And uh, Susan May, as she talks about her son, who at just shy of two years old got a heart transplant. Thirty years later, he's still going strong. She's written a book about the experience called, um, uh, I lost the title, it was right in front of me, um, Nick's, Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Going Strong, maybe? I think that's it. In any event, I also want to say thanks to uh, my guest, the first hour of today's edition of the Tom Sumner program was um, 
Elizabeth Gould, who is a best-selling author and founding member of Randy Zuckerberg's Global Leadership School at the Zuckerberg Institute. And yeah, it's the same family. It's uh, Randy Zuckerberg is uh, Mark Zuckerberg's older sister. But anyway, Elizabeth has written a book called Feeling Forwards. I want to thank all the guests and invite you to join us tomorrow for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program when we talk about curing Parkinson's and a whole lot of other stuff. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.